Hey, welcome to episode number 25 of the Coffee with Joffy podcast. I'm flying solo today. I wanted to talk a little bit about how you can structure your training program to get the best results in training for optimum health. So uh, with so many different training methods out there, you know, classes and, um, you know, different programs that you can do, it might get a little bit overwhelming and maybe you're not necessarily sure if you're doing the right thing um, to reach your goal. Now, remember, if we're looking at this from like an aesthetic standpoint or, you know, a weight loss standpoint, we already know that there's a a huge element that comes into it, which is the nutrition side of it. Um, Hugely important and normally the kind of game changer when it comes to someone getting the results they want. But the training side of it is very important as well. And I want to keep this podcast focused more on the training side of it. So yes, uh, the nutrition is is extremely important. There's probably some small changes you can make, but let's see if there's ways that we can manipulate and change things with your training as well. So um, let's, let's think about training for optimum health, like I already said. Uh, I'm going to give you some of my, uh, or, or how I would plan out, you know, a week of training um, based on my experiences, what I know works, what's worked with clients very well in the past, and just based on, you know, general lifestyle as well, um, you know, taking into consideration times uh, or time that you can commit to training. So with with all the training methodologies out there, what I want to say to begin with is any training is better than no training at all. And, um, you know, if you're not training because you, you feel, and you're not doing anything, like you're literally just getting home from work and sitting on the sofa and not doing anything because you feel a bit overwhelmed and you're just not sure what to do and you're not sure who to listen to um, and you end up doing nothing, you know, no one's winning then. So I think at the end of the day, even if you end up just increasing your activity levels by going for a walk after work, that counts as some purposeful exercise, all right? So don't overcomplicate it. It could be one of those things that when you start, you start to learn a little bit more, you start to enjoy it a little bit more and go and find the right type of training that suits you. But to begin with, just get started. You know, go and join a class if you want to, um, you know, go to the gym, go on the treadmill, and then you can start to um, change and advance things from then. Uh, You don't have to be all in straight away. All right. So I think that's an important topic before we go. Now, how I would structure a training program. um, I I think the bulk of the program in terms of like a seven day week, the main focus needs to be on some strength training. And I think that's important unless you've got any real specific training goals or sports performance goals. Really, to be honest, most sports performance goals as well will, will come around this as well. And it's strength training. Um, so strength training has a whole host of benefits. Now, I don't want to go over every single benefit that strength training has. You know, I'll try and kill a few myths if I can. Um, you know, for females in particular, they feel like that if they're going to go and lift some heavy weights, they're going to get big and bulky. Let's nip that one in the bud straight away. You know, the food and the calories going into your body is the thing that's going to make you grow. All right. So unless you're combining a high calorie uh, diet where you're, you know, you're above your maintenance calories with four to five good strength training sessions where you're focusing on tempo and, you know, really targeting individual muscle groups, you're not going to get big bulky muscles. So Let's shoot that one down straight away. Um, but strength training, not just from, obviously the, the benefits from a physiological standpoint in terms of, you know, increased bone health, increasing lean muscle, which will help, you know, with things like your metabolism. So if we have more lean muscle, I imagine our body's like a machine. If we have more lean muscle there, we're better at taking in calories, you know, food and using it as energy um, because our body, our muscle actually needs it. So we use it as an energy source. So, 
automatically by having more lean muscle, um, we become more efficient at taking in calories and using it. Um, so that will, that will help in terms of any fat loss goals or anything like that that you've got. Strength training also offers in terms of the endocrine system, which is essentially like our hormonal response um, to exercise. So when we're lifting heavier weights and we're doing big compound movements, so a compound movement is using, you know, large muscle groups over multi-joint. So, you know, if you're doing, um, if you're doing a squat, you're, you're using the ankle joint, and the knee joint, and the hip joint, um, versus if you're just doing a bicep curl, that's using just a, an elbow joint. So that's what I mean by compound movements. So think of the big movements, you know, squatting, deadlifting, pressing, uh, you know, pull-ups and things like that. Our body has this hormonal response where we're releasing more growth hormone as well. And that in itself is helping to develop lean muscle it's helping with you know bone health and and producing more tissue and that type of stuff as well so um that's something that you don't necessarily have to know but it's something that that you should consider um so going into the gym and lifting lifting weights twice a week is is hugely beneficial um if you have more days that you can do it and you enjoy the strength training side of it maybe you could do even three to four you know dedicated strength training sessions and no disrespect to um, you know classes out there, things like body pump and and stuff like that. When I say lifting weights, um, I don't mean lifting a, a five or ten kg dumbbell over your head fifty times in two minutes. All right, that's not adequate strength training. I'm talking about you know any rep range between one and fifteen reps. You know three to four sets of of an exercise, whether you're you're supersetting that with another exercise of an opposite muscle group or same muscle group. Um, and you're having to rest, you know, 90 seconds in between each set, just as an as an estimate. Um, you know, if you're able to lift a weight and you're able to lift it 50 times and then only rest for 30 seconds and go and lift it another 50 times, it's not heavy enough and you're not going to get that same, that stimulus that we want um, when we think about strength training. All right, so that's just a, a little bit of a thought. I don't want to go into too much detail because we could be here all day, but uh, if you have questions on strength training, feel free to reach out to me. Um, but let's move on. So we could start to look at um, like high intensity interval training. Now, this is a lot more common in your your you know your general training in terms of the amount of programs that are on offer out there because high intensity interval training is essentially let's think about different programs out there. You know, your F forty fives, your uh, your circuit classes, you know, your body pump classes where you're getting your heart rate really really high. Um, you're working for maybe a minute. And then you're allowing yourself to recover and heart rate comes back down. And this can be done in loads of different ways. It can be done just using body weight. It can be done, you know, using lighter weights. It can be done just cardiovascular exercise in terms of, um, you know, running or rowing or cycling, that type of stuff. Uh, So very common. And the reason it's so popular is because in terms of time, it doesn't take a lot lot of time to burn calories in in a short amount of time. Um, so you could potentially burn, you know, you could go to a 40 minute hit class and burn a hell of a lot of calories um, in that short amount of time, which might fit within your lifestyle. And, you know, you get the benefits from that. Um, it's, it's very important. You might have heard of like the afterburn effect as well of, of doing high intensity interval training, uh, otherwise known as EPOC, which is excess post-oxygen consumption. And that's essentially... Um, when you when you work at these high when you work at these high heart rate levels uh your body's using carbohydrates as an energy source all right so once you once your body's done that you're depleting the carbohydrates or the glycogen within the muscle glycogen just stored carbohydrates 
and for your body to replenish those glycogen stores actually is a is a calorie uh, calorific process in itself so for your body to restore the carbohydrates back into the muscle your body is working hard to do that so just to kind of sum that up if you were to go and run on a treadmill for 40 minutes uh, at kind of like a low intensity um, you might continue to burn calories after your session for maybe two to three hours where your body's refueling and replenishing everything Whereas if you go and do a 40 minute hit session, you know, where your heart rate's going up above, you know, 70, 80, 90%, uh, your body, you might continue to burn calories for maybe up to seven or eight hours after that. All right. So that's that afterburn effect. Very, very effective in terms of bang for your buck in uh, how many calories you're burning in the session. Now, it's important to note that just burning calories shouldn't be your only consideration. Um, like I've already gone through the benefits of strength training. Now you might go and do a, a 30 minute strength training versus a 30 minute high intensity session. And potentially they could yield very similar uh, results in terms of how many calories you burn, if that's something you're tracking. But more than likely, you're going to burn a lot more calories doing the high intensity session. Does that mean that you should just be doing high intensity? No, obviously not, because I've already highlighted the the reason that you should be doing strength training. Um, you'll get that you'll get the stimulus from doing strength training that you won't get from high intensity. So you can kind of see the route that I'm going down here. You know, a combination of the of the two is is kind of the point that I'm trying to make. Um, just a common mistake that I see because it's so popular high intensity interval training because it can be done almost anywhere you know you could go onto youtube and get a bodyweight high intensity session um, and do it at home with limited or even no equipment whereas a decent strength training program you need to be a member of a gym if you don't know what you're doing you might need to hire a personal trainer or go to a you know an individual strength and conditioning facility like a crossfit gym or you know like an independent gym where they'll teach you the basics of it not so easy to do so that could be a barrier to exercise why people aren't doing uh doing strength training but like the high intensity side of it you know bodyweight exercises at home you could do it running uh you could just do it off youtube go to a class and that that feeling that you get after of you know lying in a puddle of your own sweat and just being completely exhausted probably has that psychological effect of yeah i've worked so hard this is the best training i can be doing um but often more often than not what i see and what i've seen from a lot of clients uh you know particularly people who, who are almost trying to out train a bad diet they go all out on the on the high intensity you know uh they decide they want to get in shape you know let's stay away from the food side of it but one of the things they do right i'm going to do five real high intensity classes a week and i'm just going to push myself as hard as i can you know that burnout effect that people get in terms of they they, they literally get overtrained and they mistake that for being unmotivated they go oh you know I, I just couldn't keep it up you know i'm just not motivated to do it well the real reason is that you're actually overtrained because you're not allowing your body to you know with with the right fuel in terms of nutrition because let's be honest a lot of people when they start an exercise regime they couple that with uh, not eating carbohydrates which is just a recipe for disaster no pun intended there and um so quite often you'll see someone can do it and maybe you've done this where you're you're on it for the five six days maybe even two weeks maybe even three weeks if your goal is important enough to to you but then you literally just feel overtrained you feel drained um you know you're just tired all the time you start getting sore you start getting muscle pain those types of things from so much high intensity so the other thing the other side of that is i always find that listen i've already highlighted how important the nutrition side of it is if you're doing more high intensity chances are you're you're probably making yourself a lot hungrier um 
because your body needs the the fuel there to be able to go and do it. So if you're someone who is maybe a little bit of a snacker and you already know that there's some nutritional things that you need to change, maybe you don't have a clue about anything about nutrition and you're just not sure what to do. If you're going and doing tons and tons of high intensity training, there's no doubt you're making yourself hungrier. Are you making the best decision at um, 8 p.m. at night after you've finished your, you know, your circuit class, you've already had your dinner before, you go home and you're absolutely starving and there's some you know, chalky bickies on the side. Are you making the best decision based on your goal at that point in time or are you, you know, a little bit hangry using that term and you just kind of snatch and you make a rash decision and then you, you couple that with guilt and um, yeah, so I just think that too much high intensity can have the reverse effect unless you've got a, a real performance-based goal um, where you need to be continuously working at that high intensity. But again, if it's a aesthetic or if it's, uh, you know, like a weight loss goal, n- not too much high intensity, in my opinion, or too much high intensity is actually um, some a massive disadvantage. All right, so moving on, uh, another, a type, another type of training is like steady state cardio. Um, so I would class this as, uh, you know, just going out on a on a bike ride or or on a run, and you just set yourself, you know, thirty to forty minutes where you're just keeping yourself at a steady pace. Maybe you go and run on a treadmill for forty minutes, or you just keep your heart rate a little bit lower. If you're tracking your heart rate, that's easy to do. If you're not, it's also easy to do. You should be able to do the exercise and you know hold a a, a casual conversation as you're doing it. So maybe you and a friend go out and you can chat as you're going for a jog or going for a power walk. Um, this almost couples up as like a little bit of a recovery session, but it shouldn't be so easy that you're not, um, you know, you're not sweating, you don't feel anything at the end. Um, but I, I like this session in there because it kind of breaks up the week as well and allows you to, if you have got any, you know, if you get a little bit older, you've got some joint issues, it allows you to kind of just flush out a little bit of lactic from lactate from muscle. Um, I just think it's almost, it almost couples up as like a recovery session, like I said. So, I definitely think a steady state cardio session in there is um, is very worthwhile. Not too many classes that you could go to and do something like that. So that might be something that you have to do by yourself or do with a friend, like I mentioned. Um, another day of training could be dedicated to actually having an active recovery. So this could be, right, I'm not going to the gym today. I'm not going to do a class, but I'm also not just going to sit on the sofa all day. Uh, you know, I'm not just going to go and sit in the pub all day. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go for a hike uh, with the family or, you know, going to take the kids out on a bike ride or, you know, we're going to go stand up paddleboarding or, you know, something that's not too taxing. You know, it, it, it still allows you to recover, but you're staying active. You know, you're getting that non-exercise activity up as well. Uh, last one would potentially be, um, not potentially, the last one would be a full rest day. Um, I'm not going to go on about it, but recovery is such an important part and, we spoke about this with uh, Mickey on one of his podcasts, your recovery profile, how important that is um, in terms of working towards a goal. People don't often consider their recovery profile um, and and how it can have a huge effect on the end goal. So at least one full rest day. So if I was going to do seven days, potentially you've got two strength training sessions there where you could split it up once you get into it. You could maybe do an, an upper body focus day and a lower body focus day. You could do a pushing day and a pulling day. You could do some split muscle groups. So you could say, right, I'm going to do um, you know, chest, back and arms one day. I'm going to do shoulders, legs and abs on another day. Um, You've you got a bit of uh, leeway to do there. You could do two full body days. 
Um, you could split those up with some high intensity days. So you go and do a class or you have your own high intensity workout that you do. Um, so that's four. Potentially one steady state cardio session would make it five. One active recovery day, which is essentially not a, a training day. Uh, and then one full rest day. So there's seven days there. Potentially five days of of training where you would actually need to go somewhere and, and plan it in. And then two days as a, a full rest day and an active recovery day. So... Like I said, this is just based on my experience and, and what I, I think really works for people um, just to break it down and give you some structure. I think as humans, we all like to have a bit of structure and think that we're on the right path. I highlighted some of the the issues I see people facing and, and perhaps why they're not making as much progress as they would like. Um, I've given you, you know, in terms of strength training and high intensity, steady state, there's tons of others out there as well. But I've given you some... Uh, the, the principles in terms of the, the training styles rather than like, you know, the brand, you know, like CrossFit is a brand, F45 is a brand, you know, um, I haven't gone into detail on what specific programs to go and follow because there's so many different ones that you could do as well. But just take into consideration how I've explained them, what types of workouts they are. Maybe when you go to the gym, if you're not sure what this class entails, maybe have a read and it might say this is a high intensity interval training class or you know this is more of a strength focused class but just be a little bit savvy about it and do a little bit of research yourself feel free to reach out to me one thing i did miss out there is you know your your steady state cardio day active recovery day um those could potentially tie in things like pilates and yoga if you like doing those types of exercises you know they're not easy to do i mean there's different types that you could do um but you could potentially go to a yoga or Pilates class and get a really, really good workout and come out sweating. I know a lot of people associate those types of training with being a little bit easier, but honestly, like if you've been and done those classes and you, you've got a good instructor there and you'll, you'll realize that you end up sweating more in a class like that than you might even do uh, doing a high intensity class. So there are other types of training that you can consider um, to go with. All right, so that's my podcast today. If you have any questions on that, like I said, don't take any of that as gospel. This is just based on my experiences. Hopefully it helped you. If you want help just plan out your, or help with structuring your training program, feel free to shoot me a message on, uh, on Instagram or Facebook or drop me an email. I also have my free workout program that I send out four days a week. That is predominantly strength training because me as a, as a coach, I think I can offer a lot of advice. Uh, so I like to help people with that. The, the typical four-day program that I send out is Sunday is normally uh, more of a high-intensity session. I like to brush off the cobwebs after a, after the weekend. Monday tends to be more of a, a strength session, keeping it a full body at the moment. Tuesday is normally like an active recovery day. Wednesday is normally another full-body strength session. And then Thursday, I try and couple up a high-intensity session, but still keep a relative focus on strength as well. So that's a free program. If you want that, again, just drop me your email and I can add you to that list and you can get a, an email update from me four days a week. So going to leave you there. Thank you very much. And I'll be back next week. 